Welcome to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on how we really, truly live a life divine and experience greater expansion in our own individual expressions. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. So today, I've been just sort of feeling around this idea of security, And what does the idea of security mean in a human life today? And what are the ways in which we think or feel that we are secure? And what is the reality of the world that we are living in? I think it is a mind-blowing time to be alive on planet Earth. And we are being shown that so many of the structures, systems, and life experiences that we had felt offered us security, we are seeing those dissolve and the transparency of what is really happening on the planet. And having been a person that has been spiritually focused, uh, I have often been questioned by people as to the intelligence of some of the miracles, things, experiences, signs from nature, and just communication from the unseen realms. And I've been categorized as marginal or not grounded or not valid in this patriarchal culture that we are emerging out of. And reflecting recently, I would say that the only real security that I feel is present for us in our human lives is our own individual direct connection to source. And I say source, which is the God force, the one, the energy that is breathing all life. But at the end of the day, if you are not connected directly to that source, I don't know that you can count on another structure, government, religion, relationship, system, idea, really of any kind. And this is really profound, I feel, to explore because we've lived in a culture where many of us have trauma from being involved in different kinds of religion. The word God is so loaded and full of so much trauma for so many individuals. And so what we've done is we've sort of thrown the baby out with the bathwater. We've said, well, Because it's intelligent to notice the amount of killing, the amount of suffering and violence, the amount of greed that has been perpetrated through various churches and religions. This is true. So it is intelligent to notice that. But what we've done in the process is we have thrown out our awareness or our connection to our natural spiritual nature. And so things like meditation or ritual or intention or ceremony, we have forgotten this connection to them as human beings. And we feel that this is reserved for only priests or yogis or Mayan shamans. And we don't give ourselves the permission to engage in these experiences. And ritual and spiritual practice is part of what it means to be a human being. And so in these profound times of so much war and violence and intense experiences happening on planet Earth, it is very challenging to navigate the waters of today's world. And yet, 
We have within us this ability to connect to the source that is breathing all life, to welcome in all that is unseen, which is half of the experience of life here, and to start to welcome in the signs, the miracles, the surprises, the witnessing of how we're all held in such divinity and how everything is a sacred mandala unfolding exactly as it should be. And if we look at the issue of security, of what our ego is trying to affect, and I don't mean ego in a bad way. We all have egos or we wouldn't be alive in a body. So everyone who is living, we all have some level of ego. But what I mean to say is I think that through systems and bank accounts and job titles and even relationships, we create a world around us that feels rather secure. All the while, we're avoiding the one moment of birth into more and more life, which we call death. And so within our culture, there's an avoidance of death as if it's never going to happen. And we are so ill-equipped as a culture to experience this sacred transition with power, with love, with beauty, with participation. And instead, we feel helpless and devastated when really on a higher view, from a bird's eye view or an eagle view, this is a divine part of life. And so I feel that right now on the planet, it is a time where we can really take this challenge to face death, to bring death into the conversation in our homes, in our communities, and start to view it in a new way, in an expanded way, uh, as the sacred transition that it is, as a birth into more life. So being open to the possibility that we are eternal beings, that when this transition is made, it is not lights out, that is not the end. The soul continues, the energy continues, and there is more and more and more life. And if we were able to face death or live life aware of death in this sacred way, it brings so much freedom into our daily lives and experiences and also is very key in clarifying how an individual chooses to live and experience their life. So each person has this ability to choose for themselves. I'm not speaking to this, wanting anybody to choose the life that I've chosen. I'm saying that each individual, there are billions of life forms throughout the multiverse. Not one of us is the same. And so within that individual expression, it is up to each one of us to know ourselves and to really face our fears, face where the feeling of fear is coming and is that our fear or is that a planetary fear? And how can we overcome the fear? We can overcome the fear by actually going deeply into facing the death experience. I had a, a person come to me with a condition of being afraid to fly, and we were exploring this together. And I was offering my own self. I had a time when I was uncomfortable to fly in my 20s. And I realized I wasn't afraid of flying. I was afraid of crashing. And I was afraid of dying. And if we explore those moments of what happens when the soul has chosen its point of exit, and it's in that moment of suffering, 
through the suffering comes the life and the rebirth into more and more expanded experience. And when we face death and we remove the fear, transmute the fear within our own beings, we can truly be free to live a life of beauty, of expansion. And by living our own unique divine designs, we will spontaneously bless everything around us and in creation at large. And so we have an opportunity to view the areas where we find security in our lives and really, really understand that the greatest security you have is your connection to source, and that is to the greater being that is you. Find out who you are. What do you love? What brings you joy? What ancestral patterns have you come in with that you can let go of, that you can clear? We have to work hard and be very committed to clear these traumas. This is part of the planetary realm. This is why we come here. We come here to learn and grow and expand. And these traumas are our treasures. So the darkness is our treasure because it gives us the friction to become and to clear and to evolve. You're not taking your bank account with you. You will not be taking your credit score. You will not be taking any title or any achievements earned. You will be taking how much you were able to love. How much were you able to love yourself first? And then how much did you love those around you? Life, our earth, our animals, our families, our brothers, our sisters. And we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. And so I invite you to explore the idea of security If you have felt darkness in your life and you have never, ever felt the presence of consciousness, I would invite you to go to the mirror and to sit in front of the mirror and look into your eyes for five or ten minutes a day. It will be very challenging. You will have a lot of resistance come up. You may have visions or anger or tears And I would invite you to sit with yourself, with your divine gaze, and watch and observe until greater aspects of you start to emerge. And I want you to understand that divine love is like the sun. It is simply shining on all of creation without discrimination. Consciousness does not care if you're Mother Teresa or if you chose to embody a homeless experience. It is simply a choice of experience. And so no one is more or less spiritual than another human being. And so really feel the sun is shining on you constantly. Even when we experience night, the sun is still shining. It's never changing. It is the being of presence And it loves you, it values you, and it recognizes who you are. I practice receiving my body with the awareness that it is a divine technology. And I am also available to an expansion beyond what we have ever seen possible in this realm, in this physical form. In my spiritual mentorship community, Water Tiger, I created clear, concise meditations, visualizations, and sharing to allow people to fall in love with themselves again. 
and or maybe for the first time. So the practices in Water Tiger are completely unique. They are only to lead you into the deeper resonance of your unique life print. Many people that joined Water Tiger and that are a part of the monthly calls, they are all exploring how to embody their life form in fuller and fuller ways. So after many, many years of traveling through different traditions of different spiritual practices and just experiencing life of being a mother and being married three times and raising five children, I have gleaned a lot of awareness. And part of that is that each life form has its own experience. And one of my favorite saints, female saints, her name is Ma Anandamoyma, Shrima Anandamoyma. She said, every man is right from his own point of view. And this profoundly touched me, and I realized that there is no consensus. There is no place we're trying to get everybody to agree to be at. And so the space that I'm holding is to allow these life forms to remember who they are. We have a lot of trauma that we're processing on planet Earth. It comes in through ancestral traumas of addiction, sexual abuse. Our brothers and sisters are starving. There are wars raging. It is not an easy world to live in, but I will tell you that if we have the power to claim responsibility for our own life form and clear these traumas, discover who you are. The key is, what did you love to do when you were six? Embody that energy, cultivate that, and it will create a magnetic field that will draw experiences to you that will support you. And I know without a doubt that if you fully embody your own life form, you will bless yourself and everyone in creation simply spontaneously by being who you are. And so this is what I offer through Water Tiger. And if you want more and you want to be a part of that, it is open to everyone. It's a monthly call, and then I have a Q&A. And there is a technique that's offered every month. So by subscribing into the Water Tiger member portal, you have access to all the techniques to stream at your convenience. And don't worry if you can't make the call time because all the calls are recorded and you can experience the call on your own in your own time. Another uh, point that I want to just mention is that Water Tiger community is not about encouraging interaction between the members. We have enough external focus in our lives. Everything in the world is drawing us out of ourselves. Water Tiger is about drawing you into yourself. So you do exchange with the members and you're asking questions that are benefiting other people. But Water Tiger is just about you being you embodying you with such precision and such exact resonance that there is no room for anything else. And so thank you for joining me. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and beauty in your life. And may we all rise up and experience the authentic life print that is our own divine origin. Namaste. Namaste.